we're continuing to take up the riding boot. We'll be doing that all the way through January. And so we've got envelopes out on the uh, table there in the vestibule that you can use if you need one. There's some, I think, in the uh, offering plates as well. You can grab one and you put it in the offering box uh, a little later if you uh, need some time to fill it out. You can also uh, uh, do it online. I believe there is an online portal on the e-giving if you, that's the way that you typically give. So you can do that. We're also going to be doing uh, harvest offering through the end of December. It's been so kind of chaotic with uh, uh, just the way that we're taking an offering that some folks haven't had a chance to give. They're going to give toward the harvest offering. So uh, if you do give a harvest offering gift, uh, please make note of that on your check or put it in the upcoming harvest offering. And that, that way we can market for that because the harvest offering uh, is going to go towards the, uh, the repavement or, or the repair and maintenance of our, our parking lot that's got some issues there. We're going to get it uh, sealed and then restrung. But uh, anyway, uh, we just need for you to be sure to designate that so that we know that we can apply for that. If you ordered seven rolls of coconut cakes, we picked them up uh, in the kitchen today, so uh, be sure to do that. Deacons, we're going to be doing fruit baskets next week for our shut-in. That's going to be from 9 to 11. So the four deacons active and inactive we have are the easiest to get those out uh, to everyone. And then we've got a meal this Wednesday for, for the Alaska Fishing Team. It's on Facebook. chicken and, and green beans and some other stuff frying, and all donations go to the uh, Alaska Fishing Team. Did I get all the documents? Uh, I guess I don't remember. Father, we thank you this morning for our time together, for the privilege of being here and worshiping and honoring your name. Lord, we pray for the offerings that we receive, not just this Sunday's offering, but the offerings like that we continue to take up for for blessings upon it and the missionaries that use that uh, gift to uh, the fulfillment of the kingdom work and reaching lost people around the world. We pray for the harvest offering to continue to take uh, for the things that you've wanted them to try to accomplish around here to keep up uh, the building of our headquarters and things like that that we would do. So gracious to bless us with it. Lord, we pray for the service today, the music, this moment of worship and enjoyment. Thank you. 
basically today we just would like to say a word of welcome to you. If you're here in person, we don't want to shake your hand, pat you on the back, or worry about not getting uh, some drinks or say give you a thumbs up. Just do that. If you're at home, we want to say a welcome. We're glad to have you worshiping with us online. Love to have you in person at some time. But right now, let's stand and greet our next neighbor and tell everybody we're glad to see Peace on earth and mercy, my God. 
Joseph will be charged and convicted of defilement, which is dis, uh, disrupting uh, order. The faithful will head to the hospital. Police will sneak Mary away, and while they are talking to her, she will tell the story of Jesus being God's son and how she's still a virgin. They are convinced that Mary is now mentally unstable, and she's driven to a psychiatric hospital. At the hospital, Jesus will be adopted, but his name will be changed by his foster parents who believe that his name is somehow blasphemous. Jesus will grow up very fast and discover who he is. As he visits churches and gains a big following, the government will worry that he might well form some sort of rowdy political party and disturb the peace. He'll be in prison several times because too many occasions in which he has stood went against the grain. He will be an imposter who wants to harm people, they will say. He can perform miracles. People will quickly judge his miracles as some sort of black magic and accuse him of being an agent of the devil. He might at the end be arraigned before the court on some ridiculous crime charges, but in the end he'll be sentenced to death or life imprisonment depending on how he lands. His followers will run for your life. She goes on to say, although this is a fictional story, if Jesus returned today in a blaze of horror like no one else, he could possibly be here. And she asked the question, could he not be? That's really a good question to think on Christmas. If Jesus were to come again, like he came 2,000 years ago, would anyone believe? Would anyone believe God has actually sent his own son? God is the flesh, God is the prayer, and he is here. He is among us. I want us to think as we think about Christmas this year, what would it be like if Jesus were born today? And I want us to go back, we've got to keep that in the back of our heart and keep that in the back of our mind. And what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through the, what I call the, the normal process of babies today. You know, when a uh, family is expecting, the first thing that they do is put out a ring, the birth announcement. Three years ago, uh, for Christmas, Daddy and Bowen would come back, and uh, we knew that they had been talking about maybe having a, 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 a child, but we didn't know when. The, the Christmas gift that would tell us that, that they were expecting, that Katie was expecting a baby. We had our first uh, grandbaby. We had the best Christmas gift I think I've ever gotten for you. My mother knew this year that something was going to happen. There's the birth announcement. That's a big thing to me. You see it all over social media. Well, let's look at the birth announcement. We're looking this morning. We'll do it again tonight. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. This is really the birth announcement that God gave. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. 
And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him, to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over him of the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called the Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who is called Mary. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let me give you a few things to see here in this birth announcement that the Bible reports to us. First, I want you to see what I call the sending of the announcement. As he did in John the Baptist's day, we find that God now sends an angel to reveal the plan of how Jesus would come to this earth. God himself takes it upon himself to give this announcement, and he gives it by way of an angel. We're told that here, it is in the sixth month, verse 26 tells us, it's the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. We read about how she had been buried. We also could go back and read her story, and we can read how you know, she couldn't believe that God would give her a child and have her that he did. We know, of course, her child was John the Baptist. We know that he was the forerunner of Christ. He would be the one that God would be preaching the, uh, the good news of salvation and that the Messiah had come, the Lamb of God had come. We think about in this announcement here, the person that God sent, it is Gabriel. Gabriel was the one who announced that this is the coming of John the Baptist. He is uh, the one that God sends to Mary to announce to her that she will have uh, the Son of God. He appears two other times uh, in Daniel as well as Peter in the Gospel of Luke. Now, all I know is that angel, uh, the angel Gabriel uh, was a messenger of God, and God used him to be a very, very special message to the world. You know, today it's a big thing. How can you make that birth announcement? How can you make that big reveal that, that, uh, that uh, a baby is on your way? I'm going to tell you, no one did it bigger than God. Can you imagine, you know, an angel showing up to you and saying, okay, here's what you need to know. There's a baby on the way. We think about the place. It's a city uh, of Galilee named Nazareth. Named That's an interesting uh, thought there. Uh, because, you know, we think about Jesus. We think about uh, how Philip, Said, you know, there's no good thing that comes out of Nazareth. Nazareth was not a good place. It was really uh, a evil uh, uh, kind of community full of corruption and 
idea that Mary was still a virgin says something to us as well. It tells us that you can still be a public leader in society out there in my time. And so we see the descending for the announcement by God the Father. The second thing is we see the spouse for the announcement. We're introduced here to the mother of Jesus. Think about it. We all today know Mary Jesus. We all know Mary the mother of Jesus. But still I don't know there's not perhaps maybe a more precious name for the little girl than Mary. As we think about uh, who Mary was and what she did uh, by way of being the weeping to God and the luring to God, the Son of God, and being that servant to God. We, we, we think about the fulfillment. We're told that she was a virgin. And that, that, that's no small mark on that one. That's no slight against her in this day and in this culture, you know, that, that would be something of a, a perhaps a put-down. You know, could you believe that she's still a virgin? You know, demons do it perhaps with a man. And uh, someone uh, kept themselves chaste and pure. But God makes it very clear to me, oh, listen, that she was a good girl. We see her commitment espoused to a man whose name is Jacob. That espousal was a commitment that he was uh, so strong about that that in order for her to break that commitment, she would have to get a written approval of divorce. We think about her uh, plan to buy home. She is of the house of David. Both Joseph and Mary could trace her lineage back say, well, why would that be so very important? Well, because you see, part of the prophetic prophecy that God had given concerning the coming Messiah put the one thing that would come to this world uh, to bring our redemption, to bring our salvation, listen, would come by way of the family of David. And you see, Jesus fulfills that prophetic prophecy. As a matter of fact, when you study the prophetic of Jesus and his first coming, uh, folks, there's so many that the Bible says that Jesus could do, and he did by way of his first coming, particularly his birth, where he was born, when he was born, how he was born, so many different things that the Old Testament said would be true about Jesus that was true about Jesus in the way that it happened, the way that it, that it, that it transpired. Statistics on that is just staggering. I read that fellow, I think I've told you the story, that that he was a mathematician and a statistician and well known in his field, and he went through all of the biblical prophecies about the first coming of Jesus and what Jesus fulfilled. He said, He said, You would have a statistical higher probability of doing this thing than what Jesus did in the fulfillment that. He did with all the things that God said. He said, imagine if you were in the state of Texas and you had the state of Texas, Texas covered the Silver Valley up to your waist. And somewhere you threw a gold Silver Valley out there in the middle of that pile of Silver Valley. And you blindfolded yourself and you turned yourself around about 25 times. And, and you were let loose into that state of Texas covered in Silver Valley up to your waist. 
silver bowl. He said you would have a greater statistical chance of getting that gold dollar blindfolded out of the state of Texas, covered with silver dollars up to your waist, than you would have had Jesus fulfilling the, 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 the things that God said he would do when he came. You just got some mind blowing to me. And therefore, God gives this one prophetic prophecy about the first coming of Jesus. Now, I'll also say to you, God has made prophetic prophecies about the second coming of Jesus. And so when God says for us to be ready, we better be ready. Because, dear friend, he's coming again in the Bible. In by saying, even so, come, Lord Jesus. A final thing about Mary with the spouse for this announcement is when they
fellows got to drive to the support of the Lord and worship. And she said, Oh, how I wish today that I were pregnant so I could have a baby. That's what you want to do. Dr. Debbie, the fellow has a complete problem with the people. But if he wants to pay me, And then let me get, and let me finally talk to you about the stress from this announcement. She's troubled by it. She's perplexed by it. Could you imagine God telling you that even though you're not dead with a man, even though you're a virgin, even though you're this young boy, that you were living in this kind of uh, out of the way community that was even sort of moral and you're at this young age, and you're going to live on something. I mean, I could not imagine how her heart and her mind must have been scorched at this point. It's in that announcement that God gives her specifics. All that young man said, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with me, and in your word, is the Son of God, and you shall call him Jesus, and he shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the Highest, and he will reign on the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Let me give you three things as we close this morning about Jesus. The angels are that he will have a, a, a throne of dominion. He will sit upon that Probably the same announcement that God made in the Old Testament, uh, the Testament here, about the coming of the Son. God has made at the close of the Old Testament about his coming again. That Jesus is coming again. He's your own man. We're told that there's going to be a day where God the Father says, Son, go get your Hearing this birth announcement, hearing the good news, this, this 
whatever decision might need to be made today, Lord Jesus, let your will be done in your name. Amen. Let's just stand and sing. The Lord spoke to you. Come. We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today, Lord Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you. And we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.